Hello. Why, howdy there. It is Tuesday, and it's the 20th of February, which means we have just finished winter tea for this year, and we are um, reeling in the love and the joy of everything that Papa did. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a week. What a week. And we're so sorry there was not a podcast last week. Um, We did not have voices. No, we (laughs) did not. (laughs) We, uh, We probably didn't actually have anything to say either because we were, everything was going to winter tea, but we couldn't have said it anyway, so we missed last week, but here we are today, and we've just, um, our context is we've just finished um, meeting, just having just lovely communion with with our last um, little group of people we love um, before everybody's heading home, so we've been doing that since Sunday afternoon, and so there's kind of a rest that's come over the house, everybody's um, kind of in their own form of recovery, either from uh, winter tea or we had a dance convention that was going on at the same time and things like that. So everybody's kind of taking a little breather and um, just inhaling a bit. And uh, we are for sure, we exhaled a lot (laughs) over those few days sharing. And it's, it's deliciously dreary outside it's rainy and you know not cold but pretty chilly and so it just makes us feel pretty pretty snuggly Snug. and and yeah just really restful and we've we've got um received some sweet uh gifts over the past few days so we've got our candle burning that's name is covenant and oh it smells like what i think covenant would smell like and it's just adding to the rest and got a bit of a scent of lemon in the house as we received a beautiful um, vessel or platter that was just filled with these lemons that are so big they're more like citrons Um, and so just kind of got a lot of fragrance and aroma going through the house and uh, and just you know we've been getting to talk a bit about the weekend and what it meant to us and um, to those that we've talked to that were here, and and we know it'll it'll carry on to those that didn't get to be with us. Yeah, it was it was just a marvelous weekend, and if you weren't able to come, uh, we missed you terribly, and we know we'll see you again very soon. And if you did get to come, just know that we had such a lovely time, and we're so grateful for everyone who's able to make it. Our weather was nearly flawless for winter tea. We had warm temperatures, which is funny to us because some of the days in in preparation for winter tea, it was very cold here in Tulsa. And during the conference, the first day was very warm and it cooled off on the second day a little and then warmed up again on the third and fourth. So we uh, were grateful to be blessed by that and just wonderful to see our family from all over the United States and a little bit overseas, but mostly uh, uh, just family that got to come and we got to have a reunion, a family reunion. And um, this time we did something a little different. We kept our sessions a little bit shorter 
so that uh, everyone would have time to fellowship and really get to connect. And um, we saw that happen to a greater degree. And that was just a real blessing for us for this winter tea was watching everyone connect and get to grow deeper in intimacy. A lot of times uh, we can go six months or a year or more without seeing each other. And so it was nice to be able to just spend a little extra time. And then, of course, we got to spend time, as Ma was saying, with uh, many after the conference. And that was just a glorious time for us and amazing for us to get to share all the things that Papa's doing and... um, During winter tea, we had the privilege of talking about the Gospels a little bit more this time. Matthew, uh, the entire uh, book of Matthew, but we we also got to focus just on Matthew chapter 10. um, And and we got to talk about Mark. and, uh, And of course, we got to do some of the book of Revelation again. So it was a pretty classic uh, winter tea, I think. And... um, of course, we're coming out of it just in, in awe of what all God did, especially with, like Ma was saying, we were, we were not at the, at the tip top of health the, in the days preceding winter tea and actually woke up Thursday morning uh, in pretty bad shape. But as the hours went along and we got closer to the beginning of the first session, the Holy Spirit fell upon us and where we did not have a voice earlier in the day, we had a voice throughout the conference and um, we, we couldn't stand very well before, but during the conference we could stand perfectly and had a number of people make the comment that they could not tell that we had even been sick. And uh, so we knew that was just a great blessing of the Lord. So we're, we're hoping to have the audio up very soon. Um, as you know, that's a, a pretty massive undertaking. And um, so that's going to be going as fast as it can. Also, the new book, Terraforming Resurrection, was released. Woo-hoo. And um, we were very excited to have that completely edited and done. And um, our... Uh, printing company did an amazing job of getting it back to us faster than they ever have in the probably seven years that we've been using them. So lots of testimonies. And we also got to figure out um, when the next fitting room is going to be. Yes, we did. We've got those dates uh, set up and and published now. And uh, so if you are interested in the next fitting room, we are still accepting applications, so you'll want to send an email to info at blueflame47.com. And the dates are April the 14th through the 21st. So that's a Saturday to Saturday. Of course, we start Saturday evening, and then we finish the next Saturday at about 12 noon. And that's for the uh, married couples who want to come in and... Um, have their own tailor-made, custom-fit rescue from Papa that reveals the the intention, the, the, the things that he has in his heart for your marriage. And, um, and we love 
getting to be a part of the fitting room. Got some amazing testimonies from the fitting room during winter tea that um, we'll probably be laughing and crying about for years to come. So we look forward to this um, spring and our next fitting room. And please email us if you're interested. Yes, we are probably, we could say pretty definitively we're half full for sure, but we do know uh, that there's some others that are interested in in coming. So I've just been waiting on the date. And um, we did receive just an amazing um, testimony from a fitting room a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, so much of um, our podcast recently and... And going into winter tea was about communion, and and we got to go through the book of Luke, um, related to that as well. And it was it was just so cool to watch communion happening. Um, we were absolutely seeing people set apart time with each other to just um, experience the Lord through each other and share. Their stories is just an element of that communion. And so that was just, it was really cool. And we got a letter um, that just just a slight piece we'll share because it, I mean, it's just such a treasure and many tears in reading it. But it was, it was the story of a couple who had come to the fitting room and how they found communion through that. And the rest of their time together they they lived communion together and and this was a a couple where um one of them passed away uh, about a year and a half ago and just to get to be part of that story it was just absolutely if that was all we ever did it was enough you know it just was that monumental to us and um so this idea of communion is just kind of continuing um still feel very pursued by him and his goodness in opening up just day by day what what communion is and uh, peace sent me an amazing story this morning and uh, you know when peace gets excited about something she gets all glowy and she was texting me though but I could feel it even coming through she's like this story was in the news it was communion and of course they didn't use that word but you're reading it, and just briefly, it was that there was a young mom in an airport, and she was pregnant, quite pregnant, and had a little one with her who was absolutely melting down. And um, if you have kids or been around kids, you know that, I mean, no matter how good you are at that gig of parenting or <laughs> being around kids, there's going to be a moment, or many where they just absolutely have had enough of whatever it is is happening. And most often it's when we've got them in a very adult situation like an airport where you've got to be a big kid and, you know, go, you know, quietly and orderly through this airport. And um, this little guy had just come to the place where he had had enough. And so he's crying, he's falling on the ground, his mom is chasing him, trying to get him. It's time to get on the plane. He's not having it. And uh, she just sits down and puts her head in her hands because she realizes there's nothing she can do. 
And so the author of this blog, um, who ended up writing about it, tells how like seven, I think there were about seven or eight women that came and surrounded the mom. And somebody started singing Itsy Bitsy Spider. And the little boy kind of starts relaxing and listening. And somebody had a toy in their bag. And somebody had a snack in their bag and water for the mom. And no one spoke to each other. They didn't even speak to the mom. They just came and gave the sacrament they had in that moment. And it changed the atmosphere. It changed everything. The mom was able to get the little guy and get on the airplane, and he was just very settled. And then none of the ladies talked to each other after that. They just, it was time to get on the plane, and they all did that. And, I mean, that is such an incredible picture of communion where you're just absolutely set apart in this moment and surrounded um, for for the purpose that Papa has for the the healing or the hoping or whatever it is that's needed. And I can't even imagine how that mom's life was changed, how that little boy's life was changed to have such a majestic act in the middle of an airport, you know. And so it it's not about all the things we prepare for communion. It's about being prepared for communion. And I was thinking of the story of, of David this morning, just kind of, talking with Papa about it and and this moment where the Lord is looking for David, you know, and he he sends Samuel as the advocate. And there's no way he's sending Samuel to be the advocate for to find this king without having communion with him. And so there's this this thing that has to happen. He's got to uh, enter into communion and before there's the fullness of communion, there's consecration, there is the setting apart of time, of space, of atmosphere. Um, And so our heart gets prepared first for the communion through just being set apart to something, setting up, set apart to the moment, set apart to the encounter. Um, And so this is happening in this story of David because Samuel has had some rough time now with the with the king Saul and he has the understanding that Papa is not pleased with Saul and he's not going to let him remain as king and so he he says to Samuel I want you to go and you're going to find the next king and you know Samuel's like but Saul's going to kill me if I do that and and Papa just completely set Samuel apart in this moment by letting him know he's made every provision for this adventure he's sending him on. And so, you know, Samuel's like, what am I even going to say? Saul's going to kill me. And and God tells him that, um, he says, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And, you know, as you're preparing this sacrifice, this communion, invite Jesse. Just invite him on over you know, for this event. And then he says this, and I'll, I'll show you what to do. I'll tell you what to say. So he sets him apart and he says, look, from this space, you can see I've got this covered. I've prepared everything. And that's, that's just what the invitation to communion does. It's like, 
look at everything I've already sewn into this. You're not alone. You're not without. There is no lack. I've set you apart to something and with something to take into this communion that you're going to have. And so Samuel goes and um, he's this advocate now that's completely supplied. And uh, so he, he goes and he says he's going to do the sacrifice. And then he tells the people to consecrate themselves. He says, prepare yourselves for what's going to come set apart. Set yourself apart to be able to receive everything you need for what's about to happen as well. And they, they have no idea what that is. And uh, so, and then of course, you know, the older brother comes and, and Samuel's like, whoo, it's got to be him, you know, and, and Papa's like, it's not him, you know, don't look at the size, don't look at any of that. And truthfully, Papa could have told Samuel exactly where David was. Oh, just go to this mountainside. But he didn't do that because he wanted to commune with Samuel. He wanted Samuel to, to set himself apart for this adventure, for this journey they were going to take. And so he wanted him to know he was with him. And so then, you know, David is called in from the field, and he was, he was hidden. He wasn't hiding. He was just hidden until his time to be set apart for a purpose. And, and that's true for all of us, you know, but we get the choice we can hide. Or we can just simply be hidden. And an amazing thing in David's story is from that moment on, you, know, you can look and see that he, he walked through some pretty intense uh, times. And I'm sure it looked much different than this kid was expecting when, you know, he's getting oil poured on him. And, but he had this relationship. He had already set apart every moment of his day for the Lord. He had already set it apart, just completely sanctified it to be something in which he could experience God. He could talk with him. He could um, walk with him. He could encounter him and engage with him. So that that's what David knew, and that's why he was chosen for this, because Papa knew he would, he would absolutely consecrate every moment to the Lord. And, uh, and then from that moment on, if David needed to be hidden, he was hidden. If he needed to be revealed, he was revealed. And we can trust God in that act of communion for us to, if we just consecrate to him, he will consecrate right back to us and bring in this beautiful uh, communion that comes from those set-apart places that we have for each other. And, you know, um, consecrate means to, to set apart, to keep something as holy. So when we set apart our day or we set apart this time uh, to talk with him or to hear him, we have kept that as holy, like it was already holy because God created it. And we've just absolutely agreed this is going to remain holy. This is going to stay sacred because this is what the Lord set it apart for, and I'm just setting myself apart for it too. And uh, another thing that consecrate means is a filled hand. Um, it means a hand that's completely full. And there's two words, two Hebrew words, uh, which I won't say the first one properly, but 
I'll spell it M-A-L-E apostrophe. So it's got an inflection somewhere in there that I would totally miss. And it means to, to fill or to be filled. And it's used as to fill 107 times. And then it's used as full 48 times throughout. And, um, and then the second part of that word is yod, Y-A-D. And it, it means a hand. So it means basically to be consecrated is to be filled, to be made full, and then to release what you've been filled with to someone else, to give from what you've been given. And so it's to offer communion outside of where you just were to extend it, to extend communion to the world, which could be a person in your home or much farther beyond. And the pictograph is a vessel for incense. So it's this, like, it kind of looks like a little shovel that they would use in the temple, but it, it looks like this this vessel for incense. Um, and so to be consecrated, just to be separated from the worldly ways where we have to hurry, we have to rush, we have to, you know, all these things that we instead get to be moved to what we were already designed for in that day. And then... I just as I was thinking of it today, how we agree to to these daily consecrations, to these just set apart moments, um, but we get to invite um, or receive, I guess is a better way to say it, Papa in this way too. And uh, since we were in Matthew so much for winter tea, one of the places that he really spoke to me about this was Matthew 6, 9, and it's just part of the Lord's Prayer, and it says that line we all know, Hallowed be thy name. And so this is a word that Jesus is using, and in Hebrew it is Kadash, so it's Q-A-D-A-S-H. And basically it's the process of letting God's glory be revealed through, through his creation, And so when Jesus would pray that prayer, it was this this moment of consecration, if that even makes sense, where he was saying, I am setting God apart. I'm setting my Father apart in my life right now to be revealed. And it just, it's just amazing to me to think we can make that choice to be set apart for him, but we can also make that choice to set him apart and to say, you know, to hallow something is just to release the blessing of what it is completely. And so in this prayer, Jesus is like, I am setting apart the very character of God so it can be seen everywhere that I am today. So I can be part of that. I'm going to let the Father be glorified um, and be revealed in everything concerning me today. And so I've been praying that prayer very differently, just with that that idea in my heart, that um, when, I, when I say, hallowed be thy name, when I hallow him or set him apart, enter into this act of consecration, I am just saying, I am setting you apart to be revealed in everything I do today. I'm just like dedicating all that I am to to him right now. Every relationship I have, every conversation I'm going to have, every 
connection I'm going to make. I'm, I'm going to make every moment sacred by just living in this consecrated place of setting God apart so that He can be seen in the fullness of who He is in my life. And that um, is becoming more and more a place of communion uh, between me and and the Lord right now. Just, I'm, I'm, you have set me apart for this day. You have found me. I've been hidden, but today you found me for these different purposes. And I'm going to find you right back. And I'm just going to hallow your name. I'm just going to set it apart so that your very character is known. And so that's just been a little continuation of communion that um, has been going on for me uh, just just even during winter tea, but since winter tea as well. Yay. So I think we are, that's what we have today to share. We were happy we had anything. We were just going to... You know, maybe say winter tea was awesome, but uh, gave us a little bit more. But I hope you'll find some time this week to hallow him, to just set him apart and declare who he's allowed to be in your day. And uh, let that be just a place of communion as we're just meeting him and the setting apart in that those sacred places to experience each other in greater ways and we do look forward to winter tea being posted. It'll be very soon, and we'll keep you updated. And uh, otherwise, we'll talk again next Tuesday. Yes, we will. We love you very much.